What up, what up? This is Coach Leaves, and welcome to another episode of Bean Talk, the show that airs every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. on Instagram Live. We talk to a different NFL player every single week and try to uncover the nuances of their craft that make them great. This week's guest on Bean Talk is one of the most underrated players in the NFL. I think people are finally starting to realize how good this guy really is. Detroit Lions cornerback Darius Slay. Really, really cool to get a DB's perspective on the game of football. As you guys know, most of our content, especially on Instagram and Twitter, is more focused on wide receiver play. It was incredible to kind of flip sides and listen to Darius talk about the nuances of playing cornerback in the NFL and the things that he's thinking about at the line of scrimmage and during the game when he's playing man coverage, playing a 60-minute football game as a cornerback. A very different perspective, but one that's very, very valuable for young wide receivers to listen to and players and coaches everywhere. So a really great interview with Darius. I can't thank him enough for coming on the show and without further ado this is bean talk episode four with detroit lions cornerback darius slay hope you guys enjoy from the sidelines we gotta hustle because we gotta eat football's a bean or like he's on a bean right now Tough it on his bean tough yeah what up what up what up what up bro i appreciate you being on man this is exciting stuff man i appreciate you for inviting me yeah man it's, it's uh it's cool we had obviously a good list of receivers to start it this is the first time we've had a db really on the page obviously none better than yourself so it's, it's cool to start it off that way so let's let's get right into it man we had a ton of questions people were definitely fired up yeah. let's let, let's get into this so at lucas.k10 he asked did you play wide receiver and db in high school yeah yeah i played a little bit just because i played it and just had to do what i had to do and were you always a db like what made you choose db i mean I just feel like it's the most competitive um, position on the field. So I just yeah. like to compete and it's more fun, you know. Um, yeah. That's not yeah. everybody's game plan. That's the best thing to do. I'm glad you talked about the competitive stuff because I got some things around later on. Um, but what advice do you have, I guess, for kids in that situation? Like a kid who's playing receiver in DB, like the struggles of it. What, what advice do you have? There's always a lot of talented receivers, but it's hard to be a talented DB. And um, and DBs, you know, they don't just fall down like, off the trees or something. But receivers, you know, they fall down everywhere. But, you know, some, <laughs> some not. DBs, man, you got to be special play that and um and it's very competitive like i said i like the picture so and it gives you that upside of being like you know it, it humbles you a lot that's what i can say yeah it humbles you a lot man and being on the receiver side off of the side you always in the win-win position that losing bracket and, and it's it, it is interesting i was gonna say this question for later but i want to get right into it so like to me the best corners i've ever coached against the best guys I've, the best guys my, my receivers have ever struggled against are those competitive dogs which is what you are yeah so my question is how much of being a great corner is technique and how much of it is just being a dog and just out competing those guys. It, that's what it's mainly about, really. Technique can get you far enough, but if you don't got no dog in your heart, no mentality to go out here and go dominate this guy in front of you, I have yeah. a great, I got a great dog in mentality. I'm, I love to compete. 100%. And like, I, you know, I've gone against guys who are like super athletic or maybe really long and like physically they look like they can present problems, but then like, if they're not, they don't have that dog, we end up beating them up because we are dogs as much as we can be. But there's right. some of those DBs that just like are just out competing us and that yeah. causes the most problems of anything. I know I know a couple of guys right now in the league that probably not even close athletic than some of the best DBs in the game, but they go out there and compete every, yeah. every play. And you go get 100% from every time and those guys you want to be around. And it's even like that at, at receiver. Like, you look at the receiver position now, like, the only yeah. guy who looks like Julio Jones is Julio Jones. Everyone right. else now is, like, the smaller, shiftier, like, a little less athletic, but they understand the craft. Right, yeah, of course. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, it's some, it's some receivers at dogs, too, you know. Amadola, 
Amendola, <laughs> man, our, our boys, our boys, the newest dog. I'm telling you, you know, so all them boys is just that competitive, that go out there want to block you every play on them. Man, you know, we got some guys that just running you off. No, nah, he's in the ground. Talk, talk to me about what that does to you, because I'm, I'm big on my receivers, like not just blocking because it's good for the team or it's unselfish. I'm talking about like, yo, how do you expect a corner to cover you for 60 minutes when you're running through his face and whooping his ass in the run game, coming after him, coming after him, and then running gold balls by him? Like, how does that affect you? Talking about that, it, it affects you real good because you know he, he brings it every. Play, you know, every it's basically like saying like full court press on the like on on step. Yeah, up. you wear them down. You know, you're like, yeah. you know, you full court stuff. You wear them down, pick them up. So uh, like a, a guy that's just playing every play, that's just blocking you every play, giving you his all. It's, it's rough. It's hard out there. Yeah, no, that, that the full court press metaphor is cool. That's I'm, I'm gonna start using that actually. That's exactly yeah. what it is. That, and it's, it's like there are teams that there are basketball teams that win games that aren't they're not as talented, but yep. they win off effort and full court press. And that's something you can do as a receiver to help yourself in a matchup. Just go out there and try and whoop his ass if you're playing over 60 minutes. You know, yeah, all you got to do compete every yeah. replay. Uh, so at a D, he said, "What do receivers do to try to get inside your head?" Not really much, you know. They try to, you know, some try to do a little extra push after after the play and all that, but it don't bother me, man. You know, because most of the time I'm winning my battles, so they already right. they kind of frustrated that they losing. So, uh, right. But I don't really get, I only really let nobody get on my head. One person got on my head, and that was when I was a young guy, year two. Me and Des Bryant got into it in the playoffs. He got into your head a little bit. He got on my head a little bit because you know, he, oh, he was competitive, man. He kind of. He was kind of bigger than me at that time. He pushed me around a little bit at the plays, pushed me to the ground. Then one time I got him pretty good. I had jump jam him because I had him know I'm a man too. <laughs> right, no, no, absolutely. That's, that, that, that's that dog in you. Oh, yeah, I had to let him know. He was getting on yeah. So who, who's the best trash talker you, you played against? For sure, Des Bryant. For sure, that's that. That's oh, easy that's by far. Like, it's not even, not even close. I compared him the other day to Carmelo Anthony. Like, there's no reason why both those guys don't have jobs. Right, that's crazy. Because Des can still do it, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, he that's a, that's one of the talented guys I win against. At KJ1527, he asked, how do I work on my press coverage technique by myself? I, I do a lot by myself, but because um, I kind of mirror guys that kind of, I went against some of the best receivers in the game. So I kind of memorized they, how they got me, how they lost, and I just practiced a lot. So mostly, man, it's what if they, what if they go by, or what if they talk, you know, as a as a DB. I was taught a little different than a lot of guys. I like me, if I do press technique, I like to step with my foot, you know, and, and I just practice that all day. Step, step, replace, step, replace, step, replace. Yeah, it's just something I can do mentally that's just gonna come a natural thing for me. So so you'll get out on the field and just practice like your first step, practice your back pedal, just like the simple fundamental stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is my simple little step. Every day, bam, bam, bam. Let, let's talk about press coverage. So walk me through like in as much detail as you possibly can. Like what are your keys? What are your rules? Do you like inside shade, head up? Like like take me from square one. Um, I like whatever. I just use the field or I use whatever my, you know, my teammates, whatever the play call is, I use whatever, whatever. Press, I just, I just play ball, man. I it don't matter what leverage I'm at, inside, outside, I just go. So yeah, I'll just go compete. So it really ain't no technique too much with me. I just play ball, to be honest. Which is cool to be real. Like I, if you give me, you give me. If you don't, you don't. I'll find out. So I guess talk to me about because I, I was studying a lot of your film today, and you know, like you, you, you kind of like talk to me about your your decision to use hands when you like a lot of times you're you're comfortable mirroring the guys. Sometimes, like you said, you had that jump jam against Des Bryant. Other times, yeah. you get more physical. Like talk to me about your your mentality using your hands. Uh, I use my hands not a little bit, not as much because the fact that guys, guys are just lead quick, man, and guys are fast. So you that one miss you get, they got it out. 
I, you know, me studying film, I watch my film. I understand what a guy's good at, and I just try to take it away. But best thing for us to do, you know, if you're not a fast guy, you got to be a more aggressive guy. If you're a faster mm -hmm. guy, you can be aggressive, but you got to know your, uh, your limit of how fast you can run. And then you got to know your, you know your own self. I know I'm pretty fast, so I can switch it up. You know, I was getting mm -hmm. it with uh, size and speed, so um, I use it to my ability. Absolutely. And I had a lot of questions about that. Like, what do I do? I didn't know if you would know because you've always been fast. You ran 4-3 at a college and stuff. But, yeah. but some guys were asking, like, what, how, how do I cover fast receivers if I'm not the fastest guy? And your, your advice would be to be physical? You got to be a little more physical. You know, you got to slow them down. You got to just bump and run with them. And, Absolutely. And, gotta, and whatever leverage you pick, you got to stay it. If you pick it, if you guess it, we get all bad. And, and for us as, as receivers, man, like, I love when guys, like, unless you're super talented, like you, I love when guys don't put hands on us because it, it allows us to now dictate everything without you disrupting us. Yeah, it, it, it could be like that. You know, some guys, some guys know they strength and some weakness. So someone could be like that. Definitely some, definitely some of these guys lead right now. It's a, it's a lot. If you come in the offensive game, everything is for the offense. So some guys really know how to work that. It's hard for y'all to be physical right now. Yeah, it's the playoffs. Physical. Come, come playoff time, they let some things go, though. Oh, playoff, they let you get right now. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of holding in the playoff. So now talk to me about loose coverage versus press coverage. How does your mentality change now when you're playing loose coverage? How does your 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 technique change? Man, I just, you know, I keep, I, I read my keys. I say, you know, going from a three-step to, a, to um, I get more vision when uh, when I'm off, man. You know, right. more vision, send the quarterback mechanics, you know. So, like, guys, like, that's elite. Most elite guys that play corner, some of them also study quarterback mechanics when they know they're off man guy like he's a great off man guy uh you know they studied mechanics good shante sammy one of the coldest off man dbs you know um <laughs> jump man king that's what i call him so uh all this mechanics you gotta study quarterback mechanics because the game ain't changing you know it's it's just more athletic but the game is not changing at all it's still the same way in 1950 and talk to me a little bit about that jumping routes when we met the first time you were talking about how in film study you try to key in on the opponents like two main formations and how do those formations you jump routes so explain that a little bit more I just like to, um, you know, I don't go on because I don't go into the game plan just trying to figure out everything. They do try to stop everything I do. I just go in there with a couple of things I see on film consistently, and I take advantage of it. I see it, I go get it. You know, I trust yeah. myself my ability to study. I put it into the work and go handle that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just, just, I guess, coming a little, get into a little more detail with me as far as like what you look for formation wise. Like, so like, like, how do you build your plan during the week? What are the things you're studying? What are the thing? What are the keys that you're kind of tuning into that are going to help you on game day? Oh yeah, formations really, man. Your formation tells you it's a book. It tells you a story. A lot of concepts go together. If this guy don't do that, if this guy don't do that, some, it's, you know, sometimes they'll switch it up. But mm -hmm. the ones that kind of switch it up is be the the great receivers because they got great individual talent. Like so, yes. they believe they got to beat your guy one on one. Any time, so I can get him any type of rock because I feel yeah. like he can win. But a guy that just learning the game, playing the game, concepts come with it, certain stuff, and we just kind of study it. And you, you see it, you smart enough to jump it. And, and so, how how much time during the week, or how many time, how much per day do you do you watch film during a game week? Oh, I watch all day at work. Yeah, and as soon as I get off work, I go for an hour, and then um, I chill with the, the with the fam. But on Saturday. Night, I probably won't go to sleep to about two o'clock because I look at it all day because I like fresh in my mind. So everything I pointed out, and I'm just going through it all day Saturday. And I think that's something that's a misconception for young DBs. I don't think they realize how much of a key this film study is. Like listening to your whole plan, it's all based on you recalling things from film, being able to jump that information that you learned during the week. Yeah, you know, we got coaches that that do their job too, so they kind of help you with the progress. All you gotta do is take it to the next level, and that's just built on you. So if you don't want to do it yourself, you want to be great yourself. That's on your problem because the coaches go give you the information. You just got to take right. it run with it no absolutely and it, when, when did you feel like you learned how to watch film because i know like me as a young coach it took me a while like i'm sure there were times where you thought you knew how to watch film right. really didn't. yeah as a young boy i was watching everything in the world just like oh right. this this and that that and that and that then i ran to a guy named rasheed mathis my og 
taught me everything I know, uh, got me right. Uh, he showed me every little technique, every little trick. He didn't want to kind of form me like going into the game with two or three keys. And then uh, me playing with a great safety, Global Quinn, he taught me the same thing. And uh, with him, shoot, we just put our two minds together and we make plays. I remember, like, for me as a coach, when when it, it clicked for me, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, you start seeing, you start understanding what a tendency is and how defenses form their, their alignments together. I'm sure it's the same for you when you realize, like, yo, receivers are pairing routes together or offenses only run these certain plays in certain formations. Right. And once you kind of unlock those keys to the test, like, it's a wrap from there. It's a wrap. Yeah, you know, like, I'm in one game, man. We really, like, knew everything they was doing it was crazy. Like, it we beat the brakes off on, but yeah, that's the whole part. Like the game is not changing. It just, it just, they just dress it up a little different. Mm -hmm. uh, just a couple more. I'm gonna let you go. Uh, catching, like as a DB, how often do you work on your hands? I work on my hands every day, every day. I didn't do receiver drills. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah, you man, because I practice mostly. I just practice just like quick reflexes because I got turn around most of the time. I'm in a man a lot, or you know, so I just gotta get my head around fast, you know, so. Because I don't know when the ball coming, so I just, that's what I do. I just practice my, my quickness and my uh, quick reflexes, trying to make something, make a play. And I am Hughes asked on, in, that, in that same conversation, he said, when in a trail position, how do you anticipate the pass? Like, how do you know the ball's coming and, and force that pass break up when you're in a trail position? Man, it's just, it's, it's however the uh, receiver, you know, the receiver go get you all the inf information you need. Some of the guys that's real good, they know how to do late hands. Some guys run and go just try to catch the ball. You know, some of the guys that's just great that be just late, mm -hmm. so. You know, you just got to look at the eyes, transition, see how these hands going, shooting punch, or, you know, if you don't want to get the P.I., right. they slow, when they slow down, you slow yourself down. Yeah. You know, try to pay through their arms. But, you know, all I say is for guys that just in the trap position, just don't panic. You know, that's the worst. That's the ones you get the most P.I.s in. And uh, if you don't panic, you'll be all right. And I'm, gonna, I'm, not, a, and I'm not a panicker, so I've been pretty good. <laughs> not necessarily anyone specifically. I remember when we met, you said that the, the most trouble you've had with the receiver is Devontae Adams. More so, like, what about a receiver? Like, what is your worst nightmare for a receiver? What attributes, like, give you the most the most trouble? Guys that, you know, that's guys with, like, quick feet, just as me, quick as me, just as fast as me, all that kind of stuff. So, like, and guys that's shifty with quick hips side to side. There's some difficult guys to guard because the fact that most guys are most likely to do that got choice routes, so they go option off your leverage. So you just got to figure a way how to stop them from slowing down. So I, I'm guessing you just got to get hands on them and be very, very physical with them before they get in. Uh, how does, and you were telling me too, like that that game, that one game versus Tay, like you like follow their best receiver no matter where he is on yeah, the right outside, on the inside. So how does your game change when you're playing outside receiver versus a slot receiver? It's, uh, it changed a lot, man, because I know there ain't too many routes that come from outside, but inside you got the whole, got a mm -hmm. nice route, so you got a whole field to work with, you know, ain't just 25% of the field, you got more like 65 of it now, cause yeah. like that, you know, but, and you know, it's all competitive level, but it's tough in the inside, man. I, I praise the good, the great nickels in this game, like Chris yeah. Harris, Justin, yeah, I gotta, gotta get them guys a lot of praise, because it's tough in that middle. And it's tough for receivers to switch back and forth, too, but the special ones, like when they can, if you can get off on the outside, like Tay was saying, he's like, I love that I started as an outside receiver because I learned how to play in a box out there. Yeah. Now you put me in the slot. I got the whole field to work with. It's like it's like Christmas for me out there. Yeah, it's like it's probably most likely like Christmas for a guy like Tay because he ooh, with them hips, so he can get right. So I, I can I can see him saying that. Are, are there any receivers that you feel like did a great job pairing routes together? Like made them feel the same to you and then would snap off snap off one way or the other? What's so crazy? The person that that did that was Jordy Nelson, man. He was he is probably the most slept on receiver probably I've ever seen in the league, man. That one guy stayed he stayed. The same pace every time. He run the same concept every time. He run the same double moves every time. Like that's what made me so good. Being patient because of the fact that he made everything look one way, and I never could jump nothing. So that he always made me scared to jump anything because of the fact that he made everything look one way. He never did nothing different. Yeah, and that's what makes a real great receiver because they look all the time one way. Because you make something look different, they go see that. Yes, and that is truly the art of playing wide receiver. Like me as a coach, I can tell you the steps, I can tell you the technique, but. 
it's the art for you to take make your body look the same and your pace the same and right. pair those things together like i can't teach you how to do that that's that's, that's an art you know what i mean like, i'm telling you joy did an excellent job with it Dave along from that he probably could do the same thing well any any what are you talking about your pregame routines or if you have any superstitions like, like do you have something you do every single week hey man i don't think i do every week man I'll, before i walk on the field out the tunnel i'm listening to a slow music while i'm warming up listen to me a slow old school jam like some r&b yeah, but I walk me up to some slow jams. <laughs> Get my nerves good. When I feel, I turn the whole heat up. That's that's so that's so interesting because different guys got different things. Like, do you have any like thing with your meals? Like, Sanu said that he he eats peanut butter and jelly before every single game. Like, you got anything like that? Gotta have a rice krispie, man. Gotta have that sweet too. I gotta have it too. I eat my rice krispie before I go out there. Gotta have that sweet. Yeah. Too. Nah, that's amazing, bro. Um, I appreciate you. I don't want to take up too much of your time. We could we could go all night, but. <laughs> we'd love to have we'd love to have you on this again because I know I know that the, the the DBs are gonna find a lot of value from this and the receivers as well. I think it's it's yeah. so dope to hear your your perspective. Thanks, oh yeah, man. oh yeah, oh yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Anything anything you want to leave these receivers with? Put them put them on notice with. Man, just know I'm coming out there this year, man. I'm ready, man. I'm coming out there to compete with all the best, and I need the best. Absolutely, bro. I appreciate you. We'll we'll talk soon, man. But thank you for all the love and support. All right, man. Appreciate you. All right, bro. I'll talk to you soon. And that's it. That's all we've got for episode four of Bean Talk. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to Darius Slay for joining us. I thought he was an incredible guest and really gave some great insight from the DB perspective. I, I wish the best to Darius. I think he's going to have a huge year this year, and I think he's going to continue to come on the scene and, and be respected as one of the top cornerbacks in the game. The more I studied his film, the more impressed I was with him as a player. And as a receivers coach, just naturally, I, I think all DBs suck. I hate giving DBs credit for anything, but I'm really, really impressed by Darius Slay and I love his game and I really hope that he continues to have success and continues to lock down some of these receivers and show everything that he's about. But thank you guys for tuning in. This was episode four of Bean Talk with Detroit Lions corner Darius Slay. I will see you next time. Peace. Hold up, brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. Yeah, they used to never want to see my town. I-, I-, I got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D-line. Now, running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop. <laughs>